Yeah, but you know, fucking a dog in the pussy, fucking a dog in the ass. There's a fine line. Yeah, it's called a taint. <laughs> From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. A Long Island foster father who took in troubled foster children for over 20 years and helped raise over 140 boys. And by help raise, I mean molested 60-year-old Caesar Gonzalez Amugaburu, accused of sexually abusing seven kids and one dog. Mugaburu was a strict disciplinarian. He also beat the foster kids or made them stand outside in the cold, or as one of his victims named Daniel told the Daily News, he would say stuff like, if you don't shut the fuck up, I'm gonna put my dick in your mouth. After he said that, it got quiet. It's not something you're supposed to say to kids. You know, things like that should only be between a husband and wife. From 1996 through to this month, there was never a time where there weren't six to eight foster boys in the house. And to no one did this look weird. I mean, a, a stock pond of boys, really? You know, it just seems as if that might set off a red flag. I know that I like to quote Chris Laker at a time like this, but any man who wants to spend that much time with kids is suspect. A number of the boys he adopted were developmentally disabled. I wouldn't go into this house without a whip and a chair. Join me now. Uh, Hank Gallo. How you doing, Hank? I'm doing fine. How are you, Pat? I'm, I'm good from the uh, We're Daily News. We're both doing better than those boys in that house. Yeah, well, they're better now, thank God. I mean, not better than us. They're still fucked up, but that means they're better yeah. than they were. They have, uh, they've made a drastic improvement in their lives, and uh, they're no longer in the, in the house. They've, uh, I, I don't know, I guess they're in foster care. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of them have aged out of the system. I mean, these victims... There's a lot of victims here. Uh, but everybody over 23 can press charges. Mm -hmm. That is due to the statute of limitations and the way it works in a situation like this. Yeah. Once you turn 23, it's over because that's five years off of your 18th birthday. I guess that's when the clock starts ticking, when you turn 18. Apparently. Some of them wouldn't even know they turned 18, I bet. They uh, are kept in an environment where they are just... Uh, it sounds as if it was run like... Um, I don't know what uh, they they didn't get a lot of the, the the sort of attention that one would want. And this guy, boy, does he ever have a classic, excuse me, child molester look? Oh, and name. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mugaburu. It sounds like the boogeyman. <laughs> Just uh, this don't guy. make me go Mugaburu all <laughs> over your ass. You know what I thought it sounded like was that? Uh, you ever heard that the old joke where the three, like I don't know, they're missionaries or something, and they go, they're in the jungle, you know, and they, oh my god, it's... death or Mugaburu. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll take, uh, I'll death tell the joke later. Mugaburu. <laughs> that's that's one of the funniest jokes I've ever heard. I always love that joke. It stuck with me. Although, I, I, what was the word that you heard? Uh, instead of Mugaburu, it's it's just some you know a nonsense word, but it has to be. There has, I can't remember the one that I heard was a guy named Mark Markham. He told me that joke, and Mark, I don't believe is with us anymore. Uh, he uh, was a, such a funny dude. He ended up like uh, having some kind of a, a car accident while he was high or something, and we did get him high for the first time. So we bear some responsibility in that, my brother and I. And, I want to apologize to the Markham family right now about your son. 
Uh, but you know, things happen, and he is the one who told us this hilarious joke. Uh, it was Ubi uh, Wooby was his word. He was kind of a southern guy. Death by Ubi Wooby. And uh, I thought Ubi Wooby was just the word that that was. And then, like later on, I heard Ooga Booga, and uh, you know, you just drop in your own fucking nonsense sound. Yeah, I know the joke. Him. I don't remember the word. <laughs> I remember the Fagawi from the other joke. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know that one. What's the uh, Fagawi? Those were, you know, three foot high, three foot tall Indians who ran in five foot tall grass, and every now and then they jump up and scream, "Where the Fagawi?" <laughs> So they were known as the Fagawi Indians. I like that one. It's uh, it, it and and nobody gets ass raped in it, you know. No, unlike a house <laughs> in Ridge, Long Island. And now, that's a little offensive too. That when it's a, a situation with a bunch of boys, nobody really gets quite as as like a, I don't know what to call it, but they don't get as specific with the word rape with a bunch of boys. And I know the, the I guess the operative theory is for most people. Well, well, with boys it's different. It's not really a rape, but I don't think a lot of these people wanted to fuck Mugaburu here. Uh, and they, and I uh, suspect that, you know, not to blame social services on this, but I bet if a guy is taking in foster girls, they vet him much more strongly mm -hmm. than if he's taking in foster boys. Oh, sure. And my question is, if you want 144 boys to be in your house over a 20-year period. Mm -hmm. What the fuck is wrong with you? you know, nobody likes fatherhood that much. No. I just don't Or think... a dirty house that much. <laughs> the floor was covered with... with uh, with With feces and... Uh, and, and uh, by the way, uh, fuck the dog. Uh, I think we should probably get that out there right away. I, oh, my God. He fucked now, the dog. He, yes, he did fuck the dog. A female dog. He's, now, the dog is female. Yes. So that's... Hey, he's not a freak. <laughs> yeah. He's... Look, I'm only queer when it comes to boys. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, I know, swing both ways on dogs. I mean, let's face it. I mean, you know, you, these were very, very troubled kids. Mm -hmm. And even if they didn't understand that not every daddy fucks their son, mm -hmm. one of them had to have known... Nobody fucks a dog. That's a really, really bad thing to do. And somebody should have at least called the ASPCA. Yeah. Cruelty to... But I, don't, I can see on the other hand, and they go, they, well, you know what? He, he, what? The thing he's doing to that dog, he just did it to Tim. I mean, yeah. and a lot harder, I bet you, with the dog, you handle that a little gingerly. You know, It's a boxer is what it was, I guess. Because uh. unless if it's the two dogs that are still there, they're pictured, and it's so eerie to look at a dog that you know got fucked. It really gives because he doesn't remember that. I'm sure the dog or she, she's well, like, she's over it by now. She, but she looks haunted. Well, I'll tell you this. I mean, whoever that dog is, I'm sure they attacked every other man they ever came in contact with. <laughs> right. They they back up everywhere they go. All right, I've been fucked the... <laughs> once. That's it. I've hit my limit. Yeah, look, I know, I know. Oh, enough with the doggy style jokes. I know about your kind, and uh, I got to tell you, I mean, you know, what if he did a missionary with the dog? Now you really get no, into some weird. That's funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He. It's, that's very... why the dog's on its back already. So, oh, look how happy I'm making her. Uh huh. Uh, like, I don't think that's in her properly. And <laughs> um, you know, that's uh, the, the the thing that they said was, and and they. Especially the Daily News, they 
they said they specifically uh, a female dog. They said yeah. he he had sex. as if it makes a difference. And I and I was wondering like why did they. I can't remember the news source because I've read the, uh, several uh, accounts of this, and everybody, they all stated that particular thing a little different. They were like, uh, he did sexual acts with a dog, is what one of them said, and, and some of the in front of some of the kids. And then one of them said uh, he had sex with a female dog in front of a kid. And I guess, you know, I mean, we can... A kid, a bunch of kids, one dog, well, I mean, a whole litter of dogs. I'm just trying the to get the story. A freak. Yeah, is he? Like, yeah, I mean, now, I, now, granted, I know as a journalist, you have deeper concerns about <laughs> truth, and you want to win that Pulitzer. I'm that to, I get. I'm trying to color in all the all the little boxes. Yeah, and very important when yeah. telling a story. I think, and these are the details I want. It's, yeah. it's. I don't care if this happened a hundred years ago or yesterday. I just want to know: Did they have like dog fucking day, or is this something that they were shocked to see? Well, maybe it was his birthday. Maybe it was the dog's birthday. You know what? We'll never know. <laughs> I keep thinking of the special occasions with that, like you know, this guy. He's got uh, like uh, he's got eight, uh, you know, boys. Some of them developmentally disabled. Uh, he has a dog that he'll fuck. He has uh, all you know these these kids that he oh shut up or I'll put my dick in your mouth. What the fuck was Father's Day like in this place? Oh my God, a free for all! <laughs> Just come on, kids. We are gonna get nuts. Uh, my nuts <laughs> in your mouth. What a guy, Mugaburu. Uh, I can see him fucking this dog too, going like Mugaburu. Uh, Mugaburu. <laughs> while the kids watching us. Do not call the dog right now. Do well, not throw that ball. Imagine he's already fucking the dog and he looks at the kids. Now, this is a life lesson. Yeah. And he points <laughs> at them and he goes, you do as I say, uh -huh. not as I do. <laughs> this dog is mine. Uh, maybe that's why I, I had the feeling that maybe he was trying to train some of these kids. Like, look, well, when you get horny, here's what you do. Well, I, he would have loved that. And I tell you this. That dog never again crapped in the house. Yeah. <laughs> dog. That dog learned its lesson. I bet you that dog instantly crapped in the house. The moment he pulled it out, it was bro, like, that's what, I, Jesus, what did you just do to me? I guess if, I think the reason, okay, now that's what I wanted to get to. The reason they were, that the, the one source was so specific to say that it was a, a female dog is I think they wanted it to be clear he fucked it in the pussy and not like the ass. Because if they were just a dog, you'd go like, what did he ass fuck the dog? What did, you know, but when you hear like a female dog, you know, and it mentioned it a couple of times, it makes me think like, okay, this is just, you know, it's his actual. He's uh, not a total freak. Penetration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they wanted to convey that detail without, you know. Yeah, uh, but you know, fucking a dog in the pussy, fucking a dog in the ass. There's a fine line. Yeah, it's called a taint. <laughs> I mean, and I'll tell you something. If I was the dog, I bet you I would have a preference on that. You want it in the pussy or do you want it in the ass? If the dog knew what you were asking, it'd be like, you know, woof once for pussy, twice for ass. You're about to hear one woof. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had puppies. I'm pretty worn out down there. It's, you know, yeah. but... Uh, He's got Chihuahua eyes too. Not to make it about his uh, ethnicity or anything, but I mean, he's, he does have these like sort of bugged out Chihuahua eyes, and he's a creep. And he's 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 about he's sixty years old. This guy, uh, he faces a seventeen count indictment now. Uh, it's killing me that it's only seventeen counts because of a statute of limitations. They have to find more kids. And you know, yeah, and and that's out there. Uh, 
that if if you do if you have been you know through this uh, particular foster child uh, situation, and I guess the kids that were there now they just go into like something sub foster care like oh my god for people who flunk out of foster care or you know uh, have a, a bad situation like well okay is there a new level of not giving a shit lower <laughs> where is put them in jail I guess yeah. <laughs> like what do you do it's the worst. Uh, it's just sad that people make kids they don't want. Uh, and then, you know, they used to do that all the time. You know what they did? They just raised them anyway. They just raised the fucking kids anyway and pretended that they did want them. They had the decency to go, you know, we're, yeah, we sure. We, uh, we, you were a surprise to us, but we went ahead and, uh, and kept you. We did. And that's what my mom always told me. I was an accident. And I, you know, whatever. I might not be uh, perfect, but uh, I, I, for crying out loud, I, uh, I, it's better than what these kids had to go through with the foster care and shit. Mugaburu. I can imagine fucking this dog. I thought a lot about this. About this, yes, about you have. Fucking this, of course. And before I go into that, I just want to point out. This shit does matter. And you go, well, why would he want to do that at all? And I guess what is going on with this guy to recap 60 year old guy uh, and not just fucking the dog, but why he would want all those kids. He earned about eighteen thousand dollars a month keeping young boys around for sex. He has a a money. I guess it's a couple of grand a month that comes in for foster kids. Right. uh, Two point something, you know, two thousand something. It it adds up to her. And the prosecutor said around eighteen thousand dollars a month. which is considerable. I mean, you know, when you're paying so a, a guy to just fuck the kids, you know, like, uh, yeah. uh, it's, geez, nothing wrong with this family that a SWAT team wouldn't have fixed. Uh, there's shit on the floor, and you saw in the picture in the Daily News, there's like actual feces on the floor, and it says this filthy dog feces. There, there's there's dog feces on the floor, and I'm sure the dog, like, wait, hold on a second. I mean, you, that's not you me, got, that's you got, Bobby. You got eight kids here, a couple of them development, it's like abled and. Just, just not be, just not rush to judgment on the shit on the floor. Don't I, point uh, all the paws at me. <laughs> if foster parenting was an Olympic sport, this guy would have already won a bunch of gold medals and then become a coach. I mean, not that he's doing a good job. He, he did, he, but like, I'm talking about the kind of foster parenting where that's a lot of kids. That's on your own. They never mentioned a wife or anything like that. I guess this is all just. I mean, do I know who? Who would stay with him? It would have to be a really special woman, you know. It would have to be, I guess, yeah, like the or, mother a, or from Psycho, a special young man, you know. <laughs> Do you ever think about just settling down, finding a nice boy, and and uh, get out of this? Because this guy had a never-ending, replenishing pond of of um, you know young boy here. They just could not stop filling his cup. It says the first complaint against him was made as early as 1998. He uh, now the the information is Saint Christopher of Otile. They placed around 140 foster foster children in Mugaburu's care over the years. I'm reading. Oh jeez. Even though the first complaint against him was made as early as 1998, he started. Well, that's you know that's almost 17 years ago. So you would think that they haven't had enough time yet to investigate. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's all the way out there in Ridge, Long Island. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think that I would not, if this happened in Manhattan, I doubt it would go on 17 years. No, 15. It's 
it's tucked away up there and uh they shit goes on shit does go on on the big long island that is long i uh mm-hmm. now when you were uh, a reporter for the daily news which you were for 25 years uh 17 17 uh, and you were, uh, and this was in the 80s, right? 80s, 90s? Yeah, 80s. Before you got into producing television yes. shows, and, et cetera. Uh, and did, did you notice the, the quality of crime in Long Island being at, at all different from the quality of crime? And when I say quality, you know what I mean? Just like the kind of yeah. way that it, that it felt or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think that's a phenomenon that started growing since I'd say the ni- late 1950s. Mm-hmm. When more, I mean, you didn't get a lot of crime out on Long Island that I heard about, you know. Um, it would have to be really sensational. And mostly it would be like, you know, a husband or a wife in the Hamptons, and it's one socialite killing another. But then all these, Long Island became affordable with all the, you know, Levitt townhouses and all the kind of tract housing that went up out there after the war. And then freaks from New York were able to move there. And they had more room to bury the dead and, you know, more places to hide their victims. They had basements now that were soundproof. You know, they could do some damage. I mean, they had been limited in New York. So now the children were in better schools, and they had more of a playground to kill in. It kind of reminded me almost of uh, Hyman Roth when he's... Uh, you know, it's exactly what happened. Bigger than U.S. Steel. <laughs> yeah. Hyman Roth. He's been dying of the same heart attack for 60 years. Yeah. He's... Uh, that guy... Only that's all he did was the that, one memorable role that we know him as. Yeah, right. Was that movie because he his star pupil was Al Pacino. That I did not know. Yes. Okay. Al brought him into the movie. Wow. And what a choice he made. That's perfect. Yeah. I can't imagine anybody else playing Hyman Roth and Godfather too. Red buttons. Yeah. <laughs> Martin Balsam could have done it. Um, Who was that? Martin Balsam. I don't know Martin Balsam. Ah, look him up on the computer machine. Mm. Uh, Computer. Any other number of actors could have done it. Strasburg happened to be perfect. This as that character (laughs) that we've chosen. I didn't ask who gave the order. This is the work that we're doing, and that's why it endures to the the time you're listening to this. Deep in the future, I've been dead. I've been dead for many years. Imagine that. Someone's listening to this, and I'm dead. I mean, I don't think that the day I die, everyone will stop listening to this fucking show. Although, who knows? Maybe maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's, that's when it it'll really take off. <laughs> I don't think it's going to hurt. I, I give a little maybe shot in the arm. Maybe the day you die gonna... <laughs> is the day you get the <laughs> offer from NBC. Oh, God. I, I, you have to be so judgmental, I think to do any mainstream thing you know if you're talking about crime you have to be coming at it from this perspective of like like nancy grace you know do do you believe how awful this is uh molesting children that's disgusting you know it's like you have to you have to really throw that in there i used to work on a show at nancy the grace at the network nancy grace is on oh yeah and uh i used to uh entertain 
the staff with my imitation of Nancy Grace. <laughs> Please. Which was, he killed her. He killed her. <laughs> Speaking of killing her, I love my twins. And she would get all like, you know, all of a sudden she'd go all gushy over her twins. Uh, Ugh, freak kid. And I, I think she may be a raving lunatic that's just like kind of not. I think that her crawl space needs to be checked for hairless Mexican boys. <laughs> Let's look at That it. have been dead for six and seven years. Just look at it, okay, people? See, uh, law enforcement, Nancy Grace, uh, she's of anybody who judges that much. The Mugaburu, he was having sex with his dog in front of the kid. That was what he did. He said, hey, kid, watch this. They couldn't afford a video. No. <laughs> said, Take a picture. It lasts longer. We can't afford it. It, oh, it was God. the Daily Mail, by the way, that noted it was a female dog. Maybe, yeah, the Daily Mail. Apparently in Britain, that's big news. It was a, f- a female dog. Maybe that makes it like the thing that ramps it up a little bit. Now, uh, I've noticed that the Daily News, and by the way, if he's convicted of all the charges, Mugaburu would face a maximum of 50 years in prison. And, that uh, really doesn't seem like enough. No. Now, granted, he'll be 110 when he gets out. Yeah, he'll be like, I got to get some foster kids. Yeah. This is the best. Yeah. He, did I complain? I want to give back. I just want to give back. <laughs> I'm reformed, I promise. Uh, Suffolk. I'm a new man. Suffolk Chief of Detectives Gerard Yagante called on additional victims to come forward. If you are an additional victim of Muguburu... Well, I mean, it's not 1-800-977-TIPS, but I bet you they would tell you who to call. Have you ever done heroin? No. No, no, no. no. You, have you done any drugs? Uh, no, well, I mean, I've smoked pot. Oh, okay. Not today, though. No. Okay, good. No. Yeah. I, I, and I, not in probably 30 years. Okay. So you could pass a drug test at this point if yeah. you were trying to. Is um, it, is unless it... they check for Lipitor. <laughs> I like that uh, choice. Have you ever done, uh, have you ever used, uh, and, and it's not to interfere in your, your personal life with you and the lovely wife, but the uh, the blue pill, the, uh, or, uh, you know, the one, the, the erection. Don't need that yet. No, that's great. That's great. I have never used it either and uh, don't need it, but I hear that it turns your regular penis, if it takes a flaccid penis and makes it erect, it takes your erect penis and turns it into a fucking lightsaber. Ah. And whoever you fuck, they're just vaporized. <laughs> and uh, no apologies. They're hey, gone. Where did you go? <laughs> I, uh, I, NYPD cops make a lot less than the uh, Long Island cops, too. Boy, they really make a lot of money. And when you consider the number of police officers in New York who live on Long Island and drive into the city and commute this way, why not just get a job out on the island? Well, I guess because there's not as many. Uh. They must, it must be an elite thing. There's probably a waiting list. And it's, uh, you know, it's hard in this city to become a, a garbage man. You know, I mean, even that, you got to like, you know, luck out. Uh, let alone be something like a, a postman, a letter carrier who, you know, would have a, a, a great position where, you know, and, and this is the kind of city where uh, law enforcement and letter carriers, they really work hand in hand. And never harass each other. That is usually the case. But not the case a week ago in violent Brooklyn. A postal carrier was strongly harassed just for yelling at some cops as they came. They almost ran over this guy. I'm talking about 
Crown Heights, Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams wants the invite NYPD to investigate the arrest of a postal worker caught on video. And this was who this could happened, blame him? It was March seventeenth. Yeah, who can blame him? Look. And I think we should point out that while this postal worker did yell at the police, the police were speeding by him in an unmarked police car, and they were in plain clothes. Mm-hmm. So as he's exiting his truck. This cop car puts him into danger, and he yells at somebody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, apparently you're not allowed to do that to the NYPD. Well, yeah, not even if you're mistaken. That's what's, I mean, why would they, if they're, you know, uh, whatever I'm not it is, saying being it was, a hothead or whatever it's motivated I'm not saying by. it wasn't racially motivated, but it is interesting that it was a black postal employee and it was four white undercover police officers. Look at the strides we've made, though, because a year ago, they would have been choking this guy to death. Or, or, so now they just arrest him. Or <laughs> shoving a plunder, uh, plunger up there. Back to the 90s, yes. He was Diallo. Yes. And the guy got fucked that in the ass. That wasn't the 90s. Wasn't that the early noughts? Oh, I don't know. Uh, maybe it was. I, w- yeah. I wasn't here for it. I read back on it, and I. it's just a that, that story is tough to read. I mean, that oh, is like, yeah. This guy was interrogating him, shoved a plunger cruelly into the man's rectum, causing bleeding. Perforated it. It perforated. <laughs> he tore him a new asshole. I, you know, I, I, sometimes you think, like, you know what? I don't necessarily want want it torn, but, you know, I, I might want a new asshole. You know what I mean? Wouldn't you, what if you could just get a new asshole? You'd be like, sure, don't tear it. But, you know, if I could have one installed... And, and uh, you know, the guarantee. It's like uh, when you get your new tits, how, the, you know, the guy's going to fucking touch them. Women and, and wanting people to touch their breasts. Have you ever touched fake breasts? Oh, yes. Yeah. And uh, at the instigation of a woman who's like, hey, check it out. Like, I yes, got some new tits. Yes, and it was Brett Butler. <laughs> Hank, come here and touch my breasts. Touch my titties, Hank. <laughs> touch my titties. Okay. But it... it and the thing is, he didn't even know Brett Butler. I was on a subway. <laughs> she, uh, but no, you did. And were you working on her show? No, I did not work on her show. But, but you knew her well. I right? knew her. She was part of the comedy scene here in New York. Mm. Excuse me, I'm swallowing. And the everybody scene heard that. I covered for the New York Daily News while I was a reporter there. So. Oh, okay. You covered stand-up comedy for yes. the whole time. Well, when I became an entertainment reporter. Everybody kind of had their niche. Mm-hmm. Stand-up comedy was very big at that time. I didn't want to wait for everybody else with the cool, you know, columns to die. Uh, so I came up with one on my own, and it was on stand-up comedy in New York and covering that. You know? I have one other thing to say about the postal carrier. Oh, please, yeah. Despite everything else the police did, that didn't seem right. They also left a postal truck unlocked and unmanned on the street which seems to me like they too have broken a law yeah and i wouldn't mind seeing federal agents come in and cuff them as roughly as they cuffed the postal employee yeah i mean postal employees have it rough enough yeah well, and they don't get a lot and they, of... And they're uh, all about to lose their jobs because everybody's emailing now. Yeah, it, you know, they, it's, they, they, they lose money. And if you interfere with the delivery of the U.S. mail, that's a big deal. Yes. So I guess, you know, and 
Oh, and we know nothing's going to happen to the NYPD for doing that. I mean, ever. No, that would never happen. They would never come and second-guess some cops. Yeah, but now you can't. Now we can second-guess them because this whole thing was caught on somebody's cell phone. And if it wasn't for Video. that, that has really been the biggest factor in democratizing the way all this shit works. Yeah. It's not just like the cops word against ours. It's like, no, man, fucking look at this shit. Yeah. And they know that it does make a difference now. And we've seen Eric Garner, and I guess going all the way back to Rodney King, you know, I mean, a postman. Postmen are going a lot more casual now than they used to, though. Like I was, he didn't look fully official, you know. He wasn't wearing a spiffy new postal uniform. He had a postal hat on. I don't think there are any new spiffy uniforms. They stopped with that. Yeah, they're like, yes. well, just uh, put it on. It's a brown paper hat. And so, uh, first job I had was busting tables. I had a brown paper hat. They had to make it every day. And a brown polyester shirt with a tan collar and little pink, like, shit on the collar. I was looking sharp, Hank. That was back in 1966. The Daily News has a bias, and it's, and it's so obvious, which is fine. Uh, I don't care where your bias is, but it does seem to me to be, like, a little disrespectful sometimes, you know? I think In what way? I think they leave out certain details that make things feel certain, especially in their court reporting, but, you know... I wonder why. I guess it's it's uh, to correct you know shit that's happened in the past and stuff like that. Perhaps. I mean, yeah. I mean, was well, Ray... they're just bad reporters now. Oh, uh, maybe. Well, like uh, a forty-five uh, now, and this is an interesting story because I think there's a bias here too. A forty-five-year-old middle school teacher accused of raping her twelve-year-old student was fired, and a Manhattan judge now is weighing whether or not to overturn the decision of the Department of Education because she was. Uh, found not guilty in the criminal court, uh, but due to, it sounds to me like a really, it's really suspect because they, the evidence against her was, the the evidence against her was overwhelming and the jury just decided how they wanted to. Uh, This is uh, Judge Alice Schlesinger. She seems to want to reinstate the teaching job of the teacher who repeatedly banged a 12 year old. Yes, you heard me right. A 12-year-old, uh, and this is uh, the judge speaking, I do not, I do agree that a teacher having a relationship with a 12-year-old boy or girl is way, way, way beyond acceptable, Schlesinger said at a hearing last week, but they had no authority to unseal a sealed record. And what they did is they, you know, because yeah. they couldn't uh, go and use the criminal evidence to fire her in uh, the Department of Education uh, case that they brought against her to try to... It's very hard to, ra- to fire a teacher. Yes, it is. Mm. Even one having sex with a 12-year-old. She was charged with rape in 2011. I guarantee... All right, this is going to sound sexist. The judge is a woman. Yes. And she has always been pro-teacher. Yes. I would really like to know if she would still be on her moral high horse about the uh, Board of Ed using the trial transcripts if this was a male teacher accused of raping a 12-year-old girl. I would like to know the same thing. And I bet you the first jury also would have found uh, that teacher guilty. Exactly. They wouldn't have cut him the same break. Yes. Even though she did have repeated sex with this male student in her home, and, uh, in, in get ready to say the words hot sheets with me, and in a motel 
hot sheets. Well, you know, that's clothes. the other crime. That's that's the unwritten crime in this story, Pat. What's that? That teachers have to pay for their own supplies. <laughs> I think that... And she could not expense the price of that motel. Hot sheets. Which I think the Board of Ed really needs to reimburse her. Let alone the liquor and weed she plied him with. This is life lessons she was teaching that boy. Cash, gifts... This yeah, he did learn a lot, I'm sure. Considering yes. the fact she at the time, she's forty five now, she was forty one to his twelve. Yeah. That's another thing that was That's left out of the story. Years. I had to like find that her age in a different. It was in the post, and for some, I guess they didn't know her age and they didn't report it. But that's a fucking. That's ridiculous. Some of these. I'm mean, not that like if you're twenty one and you have sex with twelve years, okay, but it's in the same fucking realm. You know, I mean, at forty one, and uh, I. Look, I'm in my 40s. I know what looks good to me and all that shit. And maybe she's like, oh, these 12-year-olds, they weren't like this. I get it. But you got to be responsible at some point and not fuck the children. The The way she got acquitted in that first trial, the way she got acquitted in that criminal case was uh, her homeless, schizophrenic father. Husband. Her husband. Yes, exactly. It was the two kids and their homeless schizophrenic father all testified in her defense. That's heartwarming, isn't it? I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, a homeless schizophrenic yeah. ex husband yeah. is testifying for you. Going, she's a good. Li- I don't know what. I don't know what he could have said. She's good people. <laughs> whatever, whatever she, that he said, it was convincing to this jury. Uh, they, they or at least that's the way it made us because. Here's the overwhelming evidence. That, I, mean, I know that we're not in court. We're not presenting this exactly, but I mean, it, it seems pretty strong. There was a video that the student have of of the woman. Her name's uh, her, her her last name is Tillery. Her first name Claudia. Claudia Tillery putting her pants on. So why would he have that? Uh, Eight thousand text messages between the two. I'm sure that some of those must have been sexy. Yeah. A DNA test found both her and the kid's saliva on her comforter. He's drooling on her blankets. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> He's a blanket. He was naked. Oh. He couldn't use his sleeve. <laughs> a blanket drooling 12-year-old. And uh, by the way, the reason her husband is homeless, someone probably gave him weed and booze and fucked him when he's 12 in a motel rooms, hot sheets, when, when he should have been studying. But anyway, the DOA, the DOE used that same evidence. And this judge, by the way, I want to say this about lady judges. They're always ugly. They're the ugliest people. I have never seen an attractive lady Not judge. Not on TV. Well, oh, which Lady ones? judges on TV, very attractive. Judy? You like Judy? No, no, no. I'm talking about in dramas. Oh, okay. Yeah, like judging Amy or something. Yeah. yeah. Amy Brenneman? Lovely to look at. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody's better looking on TV. Yeah. The, the TV jury's version. not out on that bad. She's good looking. <laughs> but Schlesinger, a total dog face, and she uh, deferred her decision on Tillery until they both... Uh, I guess to submit additional written arguments, you know. What written arguments? What could uh, uh, what could be said that's going to change it? Yeah. yeah. And know. like I said, if these tables were turned, uh, this judge would not be so uh, welcoming. Not so blasé about the reality of the situation. Yes, which if it was a 12-year-old girl. And that bugs me. They're so quick to disregard, you know, in, in, in mm-hmm. the face of the law because it just, uh, just to, you know, they didn't have the authority to... Unseal a sealed record, and that's 
And there's a quote here from her. Um, uh, this is a quote from Betsy Cambier, a paralegal who defends accused educators. Okay, so she's not working for whatever. So Alice is not one to let rapists and killers out on the street, but don't violate procedure in front of her and don't use information you shouldn't have had. She's not going to allow it. Well, unless it's a guy, in which case, yeah. Well, you know, and who's going to call her on that? Nobody ever. No. Because you want to see the guy get That's put away. That's why we're here, Pat. Exactly. That is why we're here. It's one of the missions of this show. Because we're pointing out all the hypocrisy of these bitch judges. I'm going to be in front of this lady someday. It's going to, some of these judges listen to the show, you know. And if you're a judge out there listening to the show, I want to say that you've exercised excellent judgment uh-huh. in choosing a podcast. Now, uh, in, in, uh, in Brooklyn, I guess this was, uh, Bill Bratton. Uh, is uh, at a budget meeting. A Brooklyn oh. politician up in his grill about a shirt a cop was wearing that she considered offensive. The shirt said, and these are calibers uh, values, that's what I'm reading off, 22, 380, 9mm, 40, 45, all faster than dialing 911. Well, uh, she... There's a lot of truth to that. It's faster. That, like, I can fire at least twice at the time it takes most people to dial 911. Not accurately. I'm not Bernie Getz. But, uh, you know, I, I can is? pull the trigger. Yeah, who is anymore? Nobody. You can't get a, a gun in this. That's why the slashings are so huge now, I think. All right, here's what struck me about this story. Mm-hmm. This, obviously, is a troubled neighborhood where this police officer... I'm talking about Bedlam crime, uh, crime essence. Yeah. And here he is leaving after a day's work. And he's in his street clothes. Yeah. And she, this Congress uh, councilwoman, happened to see him walk out of the precinct and got bent out of shape over his t shirt. Yeah. At least he was there patrolling for eight hours that day. Mm-hmm. God knows what he saw on those streets, in those housing projects. Mm-hmm. And this is all she can worry about. Yeah. This is what she worries about. Mm-hmm. For God's sakes. Get them a new public school. Use your power for good, not for eat, not for stupidity. Yeah. And she's, uh, I think she's an idiot. I'm saying it right out there. And if you disagree, you sue Pat Whitney. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Sue Pat Whitney at the New York City Crime Court. <laughs> that's a hell of a speech. My name's Pat Dixon, and I will accept responsibility for everything Hank Gallo says. And I'll tell you something else. Here's something else, Hank. Hank says you can go fuck yourself if you ever disagree with Bill Bratton in public again, you mouthy bitch. That's from Hank Gallo. Uh, well, actually, I disagree with <laughs> Bill Bratton myself, but that has nothing to do with this stupid co- uh, councilwoman. It's ridiculous. Who it, can only find fault with a police officer's off-duty wardrobe. Yeah, walking out of uh, police service area two, which covers 42 Brooklyn housing projects. 42 Brooklyn housing projects are safer because of this undercover cop every single day, and he's walking out. Wearing a stupid shirt. It's she's, just a stupid shirt. It's just a stupid shirt. And you know what? There's a little, there's going, she says this, that it brings disrespect to our community. Okay. Does it really? I don't think really? so. I mean, there's already. Could it maybe be the crack dealer on the corner who's bringing the disrespect? What about the loud rap music with the guns and. Oh, the, the kids t- with the hair and, and the, the music. Come down. on. It is true. Pull your pants up. They talk a lot about guns already. I don't think there's any disrespect to the community going on. The fact that you're saying, you know, dialed, it's faster than 911. 
be reasonable about the shit you complain about. That's all. And and now yeah. that she's uh, she hijacked the meeting, and now uh, he had to actually speak to this. I'm sure Bratton was not happy, but it's no wonder they're cops have low morale. And he spoke to that too. He said he's not surprised by the police union survey that showed most cops are unhappy with their jobs and believe the city has become more dangerous since de Blasio took office. He says, nothing in that survey shows anything different from the one we ourselves conducted two years ago. It shows nothing we're not working to address. He's always on top of it. I know, I know, we're working on it. What do you think? Yeah. He says, I've been in the business 40 years, and I've complained about it quite a bit myself. He likes to do that. I'm one of them. I'm just yeah. a cop. But he insisted the NYPD has been addressing cops' complaints by increasing training and focusing more on safety. Cops are, I think, always Yeah, gonna... they're training them not to complain. Yeah, <laughs> they're training them to not have uh, their intrinsic biases, yeah. which, I mean, it's getting harder and harder to make that case uh, hey, listen, when you're, when you're stopping to harass am, the uh, postman. You know? I'm a big supporter of the police in this city. Yep. Granted, when we talked about that story in Crown Heights, I did not like what they did in that one incident. It's, it's hard to defend. Uh, it's impossible to defend, actually. Uh -huh. But as for having low morale, I see it. I see it. I mean, here they are. They're working. Crime has gone up since this mayor took office. Uh, their hands have been tied. Yep. Uh, they can, yeah, but you're talking about by the stop, stop and frisk. frisk. Being a, yeah. Yes, putting them at risk again. And... They have to put up with Mayor Dablidiot mm -hmm. day in and day out. Yeah. Who is really hog-tying them for... Uh, Strictly for his PR. Yeah. You know, to make him look good and like, look, I'm, I'm taking on these people for you. And, and like, look, yeah. man, you're, you're the... He has set the police up to be the enemy of the people. Yeah. As opposed to the protector of the people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's and, and all just to advance his agenda of, you know, uh, I guess, guaranteeing his his uh, reception of the black vote. Yes. To uh, you're married to a black woman. You're going to get the black vote, probably, you know, unless yeah. you're just running against somebody. Hey, listen, he got into office because his son had the coolest haircut in a political commercial. Yeah. <laughs> Dante and the Fro. Dante and the Fro. And that is how you, uh, yeah. It, it remind on, us on of, Wednesdays, Dante yes, and the Fro. Dante and the Fro <laughs> reminded us of better times. Yes. Better times, but worse times. Yeah. Because the crime was pretty heavy in those days, but the music was a hell of a lot better. Oh, my God. And you could stand on the corner and smoke weed. Yeah, Motown, yeah, it's lying the family stone. And just bringing back, taking a leak in the public, is, that is not going to help. Earth, wind, and fire. You know, Come just, on, it was a bumper crop yeah. of great music. <laughs> Oh, the Ohio players with all the naked ladies on the covers. If you ever want to see a naked Ooh. woman, yeah, I used to look at those Ohio players album covers. I really like a jerk off. Well, you're one. young. Oh yeah, we um, had National Enquirer, uh, National Geographic. Oh, wow. I had to sing to that a couple of times, and I would also prefer, uh, just for me, the the Sears catalog because you get the teenage girls with teenage uh, bras and panties on, and then you see like they're standing there. And the, but the, you had to like sort of block out the rest of who is on the page because it's you know the rest of the family. It's like a whole family standing there in their underwear. I think I just jerked off to a family. Maybe I should become so you're a foster a family parent. Man, <laughs> family. That's what it is. Bratton trying to appease everybody. He says he insisted the NYPD has been addressing cops' complaints by increasing training, focusing more on safety. Here's what he's and and here's here's what he's done to help the cops. And it, this is undeniable. And uh, I can't believe that there's even an issue. He pointed to new state-of-the-art flashlights that the NYPD is in the process of yeah. buying for. We're buying you 
some new flashlights, guys, and they are cool. And they're state-of-the-art. Mm-hmm. They light things up at night. <laughs> it turns a whole dark situation. Look at that. <laughs> Their morale is rated at just 2.49 on a scale of 1 to 10. Yeah, that's not good. That's low. They are unhappy. Hey, it's because they've taken away a lot of their swagger, you know, and they've made it like now they're on the defensive. A couple of cops get shot, and even de Blasio has to go, maybe I went too far. Yeah. I really got everybody whipped up. They, I don't think, would have been protesting the whole shit that happened in, in Missouri with quite the same passion as uh, if, you know, de Blasio was in If it was Bloomberg, you know, Bloomberg, he was... He always seemed to me like a pretty friendly guy, but you always had knew that like, yeah, he's got twenty seven billion dollars. He's gonna call a bunch Don't of stormtroopers to sweep the yeah. fucking floor. Uh, but he let that shit down in the park go a little too long, and next thing you know, all those bums end up staying, and uh, and we have like increased. I think that's a lot of the homeless increase came from Occupy Wall Street, and those people got got to New York, and they're just like, because people came from all over the country, pieces of shit from the whole world. We are protesting this. They were probably given bus tickets by, you know, the elders in their own communities. Yeah, exactly. The way Bloomberg did. You know what they say. See New York and die. <laughs> Bloomberg used to just buy people fucking plane tickets and yeah. just go someplace. If you don't come back, we'll pay for you to leave. I think that's a great way to deal with the homeless. Yeah. You just let them go. Just give them the money to and leave. Then they, and they all end up in airport terminals. Well, the, <laughs> do they really? I thought they would go to, like, Arizona or some shit. They, they go someplace. Well, news or Mandy Statmiller is in the room. She's, she's all broken up over Mugaburu. Uh, oh, the Mugaburu. You know what I'm talking about. The thing you're broken up over. Uh, the serious uh, foster parent who brings us full circle in today's reportage of New York City crime. And it is a quality show, if I do say so myself. I want you to come and do the Kumia version of this. Have Pat, I talked about this officially at the card game? You call me, and I will be there on time. <laughs> Thank you, sir. We uh, we did pretty well on Monday. I, I usually, I you know, I have to say, yeah, I walked out of there with one hundred fifty-five dollars. Really? Yes. Wait, you made one hundred fifty-five dollars. I paid you out one hundred and eighty dollars. I know, oh. yeah. So, uh, oh, then I won two hundred. Well, then, because oh. I also had the twenty from somebody threw it in. Oh, that's it right. Was, yeah, uh, the cash. Yeah. So, and I know you bought in for a hundred. Yeah. So this is we're talking about gambling. You got a problem with that? Again, you just sue Pat Whitney, and uh, uh, you. Uh, I love winning more Pat than losing. Whitney. I loved Did it. I say Pat Whitney. Pat Whitney. Yeah. You. You, she walked in. You weren't paying any attention anymore to what you're saying. I mean, she's a breathtaking woman. My wife, uh, news or Mandy Statmiller on the scene. Pat Whitney is an old friend I used to work with. Oh, really? At HBO Downtown Productions. Oh, God. Okay. I'm going to ask the details. This is Pat Dixon. I know I'm with you. <laughs> Although, granted, perhaps I didn't get enough sleep today. Oh, you didn't get enough sleep. Don't rub it in. Uh, this I was I was a little late for our appointment today. What do you think of this uh, of uh, Mr. Barack Obama's limp wrist down in Cuba? Is that normal? What the hell happened? Did you see that handshake or that, that no. not a handshake? You didn't see this photo? Well, then there's no use talking about it. This is a, this is all conversation. When I get time. home, I'll look on the computer machine. Yeah, look on the computer machine. Type it in. 
uh, good luck on your, on your auditions coming up. I hope you get one of these commercials that you've been getting all these callbacks for. I hope so, too. Uh, uh, who have you read for lately? Um, oh, God. I never remember who I know, because you don't. Why would you? Yeah. You don't want to get too invested until they give you the friggin' job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't really think about it. Now, anyway, yeah, yeah. I, I, I forget everything instantly. Uh, Hank Gallo, and, uh, and uh, we'll see you again soon. Thanks for being part of the show. Anytime. And thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. Is it over? <laughs>